Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TraderCobb Crypto Show. Today's guest, it's Leo Gantz, who is the founder and editor of Wealth Research Group. We're going to get into some pretty good conversations about markets in general. Thanks so much for being on the show, Leo. I appreciate your time. I really appreciate the chance. Thanks, Greg. Excellent. So, look, mate, why didn't you tell us a little bit about your story? Because from what I understand, we've, uh, we've got a very, very similar background and beginning. So if you could share that with us, that'd be great. Yeah, um, my, in, my, in, my, uh, in my case, what happened to me was uh, my father went bankrupt. Um, he had a furniture business, went bankrupt when I was 13. So I was literally in that age, uh, I think, Greg, where uh, I had more desires, right? Like yeah. more than an ice cream. I wanted to uh, date girls and I wanted to go, you know, uh, here and there, etc. Yep. And suddenly, you know, the, the liquidity hose was drained. And... Um, I, I didn't know what to do, and um, but I, you know, I wanted to get my, my license for, for driving a couple of years later and everything like that. So that's what's going through the mind of a 13-year-old. Mm. And um, I went to a clothing store next to my house, and for two weeks, I just hung around for two hours a day and studied the brands in, in the store and went home, back home, studied it further. It was like um, uh, 1997, so we didn't have internet or something. It was... Uh, harder to uh, study it but yep. um but anyways two weeks go by and every day i tell him hey you should hire me but i'm like uh, uh one meter 49 very short kid yep. um at that point and uh and you know, it's not easy to employ uh, and trust a guy like that so after two weeks i i uh, of just hanging around there and every day showing him i know more about his brands and everything like that a woman comes into the store and i i help him close a big sale and he says, you're hired. It was four bucks an hour. And uh, that's basically the beginning of the accumulation phase. But it helped me really to have a lot of uh, confidence, Craig, because I then I took like the first week of salary. I printed out these flyers, handed out in the neighborhood for babysitting services. And then since I played basketball, I upsold a lot of, a lot of the parents that had boys and not girls into doing uh, some coaching for basketballs for their uh, kids who were six years old or seven years old, just the fundamentals of dribbling, et cetera, and uh, painting decks, whatever. Yeah. Until the age of 16, I saved like 20 grand. Um, and, and I got my, my parents to sign a waiver. And, uh, and then I could, uh, as a minor, uh, um, start investing in mutual funds, um, which was what the banker told me, you gotta do it, you gotta, you gotta have mutual funds. So this was 2000, right after the bust, right yeah, after right. the dot com. I, I didn't know that, right? This is yeah. in hindsight, like 20 years later, I know it was, the, it was a great entry point, but yep. at that point, I don't know nothing. And then uh, my grandfather gives me two books about investing because I told him I'm going to start investing. So he gives me one book from Peter Lynch and another one about Warren Buffett. Yep. From Peter Lynch, I learned that his daughter, who's a teenager, helped him find his biggest winners. Because it's, it was brands you knew. Yeah. Like uh, ba uh, Dunkin' Donuts and yeah. uh, uh, ba basketball cards, all that kind of stuff. And from Buffett, I learned the power of brands and how important it is to find um, a moat. So a, a company that even if many new entrants come to the market, it, it can, still shines. Uh, it, yes. It, it's, it's, it, it just helps to even shine more because yeah. everyone just fails. Um, and an easy example would be what would happen if like Coca-Cola has like 35 billion cash right now, something, something of that nature. Um, what would happen if I gave, if I gave you $35 billion, could you build 
a Coca-Cola? The answer is, is probably no, mm. because the, the intangible assets, the, the brand awareness, the loyalty from customers, the fact that it's in the right area in the shelves, yeah. not below your eyes, not, all that is 120 years of, or whatever, how many years oh, of improvement. Yeah. So but anyways, uh, that's, that's how I did it. And so my first stock was a manu an apparel manufacturer um, the biggest one in the world. Nobody knows the parent company, but everybody knows the brands like Timberland, Johnsport, uh, Kipling. They're all under the same umbrella. Nobody knows it, but I, 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 I invested in that company. been holding it for 18 years. It's, um, wow. Yeah. I so it's performed quite well then. Yes, it has actually. It, it's, uh, the price is up 17 fold and the dividend is up 600%. So it's, it's really like, uh, like buying a house for, hundred grand. It's now 1.7 million and the yep. tenant is paying you six times the rent. So but anyways, uh, what I wanted to share with you is that the second, my father went bankrupt then for a second time when I was 18. And that was rough because that bankruptcy was on a personal level. The, right. the first one was like a corporate one. So he had some savings left. This one drained him. Yep. And, and then he got into business again. And when I was 23, he, uh, he got went bankrupt for the third time, and I think um, to me it was a real blessing for three reasons. Like if I want to, you know, turn it, turn that uh, lemons into lemonade. One, it taught me to really do my homework, mm. and I think that has helped me a lot. Um, and, and that's the reason why I, I launched Wealth Research Group, the newsletter, because I wanted to share uh, with people. Because I, I've read like hundreds and, and hundreds of books. Uh, really del delved into entrepreneurship and, and everything. I, you know, f for uh, I, I gave up my twenties. Yeah, I, I didn't have a. Uh, you know, I, I really dove into this and, and studied it a lot. And I think the second thing is my, my father. Uh, my father's health deteriorated inc incredibly, like two heart attacks. Um, after the thing, third bankruptcy. Uh, after the second one, even after the second one, uh, the third one plunged him into like a depression, uh, more depression and. It's just not, not nice, right? Mm. And um, I think that really helped me to put things in perspective. Yeah. And, but I think it, all, it also taught me a lot about leverage, Craig, and you know, not to use it unless you're either a freaking genius or um, you, know, you, you have careful. this. Yeah. Um, you really want to be careful because that, that is what really drove uh, the bankruptcies, leverage. Yeah. A very smart man. Like every merchant in the same business say, you know, you would look at him and say, that's the smartest guy in the room. That's the smart, but, but leverage, leverage and at the wrong times. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just a little bit about me and, uh, that's pretty cool. Like you. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, so we're the same age. We, we, we both started at 16. Uh, the audience knows my story. I was doing chocolate coated snakes, invested my first, you know, I started having businesses at about six. Um, didn't know it was business back then. Just I knew <laughs> stuff. So I sold stuff, right. Um, made it, sold it. But more so importantly, I mean, you said that over the last 18 years, this investment, you made your first investment did 17 times growth with the 600% dividend yield increase. Um, now you entered into. It's called VF Corp. Uh, VF, VF Corp. 
Yeah, VF Corp. Uh, if, if people want to check it out, uh, just you know for themselves. But uh, I don't think it's a bargain right now. Um, no, no, nothing's a bargain right now in the traditional market world. Well, not nothing, but not a lot. Yes, um, because um, you know you you saw you took eighteen years to get your your seventeen times growth, right? Then you mm-hmm. went ahead in what two thousand sixteen March when you wrote a report on Ethereum at twelve dollars. Tell, tell us about that because obviously you got a lot more than uh, twenty seventeen times out of that, right? Yeah, it was it was March of twenty seventeen. Um, now in 2016, um, so just a year year and a half ago. Um, so I learned about Bitcoin when it was $5. Um, and I didn't, I didn't pursue it. And a few months later I I heard about it again. It was $9. Um, but, but just heard like heard, Hey, there's a thing called Bitcoin. It's it's up five, you know, just talking at at a a parking lot. So not not, not like a, a business meeting or something. Um, but then, I, I, I was skiing in uh, Colorado and I hear these three people in the lobby of the hotel I'm in talking about digital gold. And, and, and at that point, I, I was um, uh, a gold investor in, in 2013, uh, invested in, um, in mining stocks after the, uh, um, the Great Recession. So I, I had a nice um, idea of why people buy gold and, and um, why it's important right now in, in our day and age to have some sort of a protective uh, portfolio as well, a chaos hedge, I yep. call it. So they, they talk about digital gold, very young uh, guys as well. So I, I, I go to the bar, I buy three beers and, and I sit down and say, look, I've been buying gold for years. Can you show me what digital gold, what do you mean by that? And they show me Bitcoin, it's at 19. So I, I tell them I already know Bitcoin, I didn't know it was 19, but show me. So they show, show, show me whatever you can show a guy for the first glance, like for three hours. And I, I buy into it, and a month later it was 119. Like wow. the the timing couldn't be could have been better. Yeah. But, and obviously, you know, in, in in stocks, when you have 19 going to 119, you're out. So that that's obviously what I did. Yep. Um, and then with Wealth Research Group, I covered it again when it was 400. Um, so that was really early 2017. And then I learned about Ethereum right after that, going to conferences, etc. And it was 12 dollars, like you said. Um, we covered it in the newsletter. So the newsletter is very, um, you know, it's, it's a big picture, but it's also, I, I cover stuff. So if, if I yeah. really like something, you'll, you'll put your, you'll put your thoughts in there. Yes, exactly. And, um, that Ethereum went from $12 to, uh, like over a thousand. So, uh, people had a chance to make I mean, a lot of money if they, if they took the advice. So, so, so yeah. this wealth research group, you've been doing it for a few years now. I mean, the the growth of I mean obviously off the back of some phenomenal calls Ethereum being one of them, do you find that it's mostly crypto people or you know if you you know if you've got I don't know let's say pull a random number out of thin air so it's easy to break down if you've got a hundred thousand on your list would you say eighty thousand would be crypto or I mean what sort of a mix have you got as far as people participating that are there for certain things or is there lots of different I noticed there's lots of different newsletters but are they all separate databases I mean what's no, where's your growth coming from is what I'm trying to work out. Yeah, uh, um, it's it's one it's one database and it's one um, newsletter. It's one yep. flagship newsletter. We cover many things. Ah, so they're them, different. I got it. I got it. I got it. Within them, there are crypto uh, currency people. What happened um, with us is in in um, the the third quarter of 2017, we covered the first ever blockchain miner to go public, and it went up 900 percent in um, six weeks. Yeah, September. that was the mad period. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and and what happened was we released a full-length micro documentary on this, and uh, another uh, channel picked it up, 
and uh, it, it went to like 400,000 views on wow. YouTube and it, 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 um, it helped to uh, drive a lot of people into uh, our specific newsletter that, that talks about cryptocurrencies and, and blockchain technology, etc. cetera. Um, but in 2018, we, we have not covered any cryptocurrency. And the reason is because what happened to me in, in, in January of 2018 is my partner called me and he said, look, our maid just asked me to open a, a trading account for her so she can trade crypto. I think this is like, we're approaching a problematic yeah. area here. Uh, and I heard about this thing before. It's called the mother indicator. It's when your mother wants to start yeah. investing. Yep. So, um, well, it used, to, it used to be the shoe shiner on Wall Street, didn't it? Back in the Jesse Livermore days. It was, yeah, what's, exactly. What's the shoe shiner's talking to you more about stocks and shares. And you know, that's time to get out. Or the taxi driver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, no matter how you hear about the story, when, when you hear something like that, it's, it's kind of weird, right? Because uh, it, it doesn't, it, it's not something natural. Uh, I, I don't mean everybody. that. I don't mean that in, in a negative way. No, you know, I know what you mean. I know but you mean. but I mean that in 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 it, it was madness. So, yeah. and judging from 2013 when I got in and I saw that uh, on four occasion, uh, four occasions, uh, Bitcoin went down 85 to 95 percent. I I said, okay, if this is going to happen again, the price will hit like three four uh, three four thousand uh, dollars uh, per coin. So. There, there's literally this is the time to either stop buying or better yet if exit you, yeah exit so we haven't covered any new coins in 2018 i am getting very bullish right now because it is 85 to 95 percent down but i'm not buying yet because i think it's it's uh um it's important to see what happens in june 24th when bucked goes um and starts uh being live and we'll see the platform and if uh, we're going to see a lot of um, crypto people, uh, cryptocurrency institutional uh, investors come in and brokerage firms, etc. Then it will not be the end of cryptocurrency. But if, if they don't, it's going to be a very. Um, it might be even a, an identity issue. We will need to see what happens with cryptocurrencies um, in general because it's it's you know you, you have to educate yourself really absolutely well that's what we do i mean it's it's the whole point of what we are speaking with people like you and, and trying to help people into it i mean from my point of view as a trader it's a volatile asset class so i love it you know i, I can go long i can yeah. go short now too uh which sure. basically opens it up to me in all sorts of ways. i am also an investor in this space but i'm also looking like blockchain's fascinating it's another arm of business that um that can help a lot of businesses to cut some costs uh to be more maybe not more efficient in some of the applications because a decentralized blockchain is slower because it's not in a centralized area, right? Uh, that <clears> may change, but it is something that is trustless. I, I don't think blockchain technology is going to go anywhere and it's up to people like us and the, the listeners and viewers to decide what they think is going to be a good application that's going to have longevity. Um, and you're right. Education is so, so important. I, I see people out there trading and doing all sorts of things where you just go, unfortunately, that's just, it's not going to serve you well long-term. You know, it, it just isn't. Everyone was, you know, a genius last year in the bull run. Well, even a turkey can fly in a hurricane, right? So it's, it's about <laughs> having that, that deep understanding and 
a lot of people have forgotten to invest in themselves. Um, they've just been chasing the get rich quick and there's been a massive reality check this year. Um, and I think that's good as long as people take it as an education, as opposed to, um, a capitulation, uh, you know, if they throw all their toys out of the pram, they're missing out on one of life's most important lessons. And I hope that people understand that because it's from your losses. You learn your most. Would you agree? Sure. Um, yeah, it, it, I think, um, I, I wrote a report for your show because I've, I've listened to previous shows. I know you have a very sophisticated audience. I wrote 11 uh, unique bear market strategies that people can access. If they go to wealthresearchgroup.com forward slash bear, cool. yep. they can download 11 unique strategies. And I think what you're talking about um, is exactly that. Uh, if you learn how to work through bear markets, then you really have a chance to succeed in, in bull markets. But um, if you if you really do not trade or invest through bear markets, not with cryptos, but but with in general, um, yeah. in general, you're gonna have you're losing on a lot. And I'll, let me explain why. People are very fearful of bear markets, but uh, traditionally, if uh, in the last hundred years, if you go back uh, even to to 1918 when when I first saw the stats, the um, the dividend component component of investing has been um, responsible for about 40% of the gains historically for investors. In other words, when you buy a, uh, when you buy into a business, when you buy, when you become a shareholder, now you own a business and that business does not pay out a dividend. It does not mean it's a bad business, but it means it, it is relying on the fact that management believes that they can do better work with the money, money. with the profits, uh, than um, than you can, yep. and they can grow it better than you can. Uh, that's what uh, Berkshire Hathaway is all about. For yep. example, or, um, there are companies that don't pay a dividend because they don't make a profit, and when you invest in those companies, you're actually speculating because uh, a speculation is basically uh, an investment into a business or a company or an asset where you you can't predict the rate of return. Yep. Whereas investing is uh, with a predictable rate. It doesn't mean it's going to be exactly what you think, but long-term you can, uh, you can predict uh, the, the rate of return. Uh, well, the interesting more... thing on that is, sorry, is, is uh, just yeah. to jump in with that to sort of back you up on that. The, the, it depends on what the investor is looking for too, right? I mean, if, if, if they're a retiree and they need a yield and they're going to want to have the dividend. So they're, they're more passive investors. They don't, they don't need to see it grow in value. They're after an income. If you're speculating on growing a portfolio, you want to make sure that, that you're, you're putting it in places where they can actually see growth. And one of the things that I always found fascinating was the general um, public's lack of understanding for what a dividend was. Um, they would look at it and go, well, I still get my 7% on this stock. And you go, yeah, but that 7% is at a discount of 30% against the share price because the share price has fallen 30% from what you bought it for. Oh, yeah, but I still get 7%. It's like, yeah, but you 7% on a 30%, like you don't, you don't quite understand what the dividend's actually from and what it means and what your investment is. Just because you get a dividend, you get a check for 500 bucks at the end of the quarter or whatever it may be. It doesn't, it doesn't equate to a positive outcome. You know, if, if that's the, your financial level of intelligence, God, good luck. So, you know what I mean? Like people just don't understand it that well. I, I think, um, you know, with every profession, even if you want to be a, a, a teller at the bank, you need to go through like four months of, of a course or yeah. training and they, they take you through everything. 
And when you want to open a, a Fidelity account, you can do it in, in two days of signing documents. You're, you're there. You're an investor, right? Yep. It, it, there are many professions that have uh, created billionaires, say real estate, for example, which yeah. created 76% of America's uh, millionaires and billionaires thus far, like three quarters of, of America's rich people come from construction and housing, but it's not a profession, right? Uh, in terms of, it's not an academic profession. Yeah. Uh, people don't, don't grow up and say, okay, I want to be a real estate developer. I need to go to college yeah. to do this. Yeah. So, and I think the same thing happens with uh, several um uh, several professions that don't have a traditional um, path to becoming an investor, a real estate developer, yeah. uh, a, a network passion. marketer, for yeah. example. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people that, that, have, that become millionaires from network marketing. Um, and man, I've, I, I looked at that industry. There's no proper training. You, tr you get trained by basically someone who puts you into the business, yep. for example. So, I think that is something that happens with investments. And luckily for me, really luckily for me, I, I, uh, cause I was 16 and, and also I had a lot of time I, I used to in school, you know, I come in at eight 30 and I put the investment book inside the, uh, the history book. So I'm reading about, uh, stocks when she's teaching about the, uh, uh, the pyramids. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, I had time and, and it's time is obviously an, an insanely important resource. And also, yeah. you know, you had your parents covering most of the living expenses. So you're not even worried about that. Uh, so you are saving yeah. is what I'm saying. If you're working, you're not uh, diluting the, the savings. Yeah. The Western world has become very, very hard um, for, for just being a, a wage earner. It, it's just very, um, it, it's, it's, it's very hard. And if you don't compensate for that with proper investing, then you really are going to race in circles for many, many years. In fact, I don't know if you're ever going to get out of it. Mm. Um, whereas I've, I've read personally about uh, janitors and people that are low income people that have invested in, in companies throughout their lives. And when, when they uh, come to their sixties, some of them have, you know, they're a tie broke. No, I'm, I'm well, oh, sorry. The other side. So the other yes. side is you work all your life and you retire broke the other side. Yes. Yeah. And, and, but what I'm talking about is, is people that actually like a janitor yeah, who, they invest who, and keep. Yes. And not, and not only that, Craig, uh, they invest like in, in, you know, uh, the janitor at UPS famous story invested in, in UPS shares and you know, he retired with $7 million. Mm. So it, it's, it's, and, and what he did was not only did he, um, then he holds for the long term and uh, stay on his dividend, just get his dividends. He went a step further. So if you really want the dividends, yes, if you reinvest the dividends, uh, what's called compounding is it's just amazing because it doesn't happen with real estate, for example, unless you buy on leverage. Yeah. So uh, it, when you buy a house, let's say for cash, a hundred, a hundred grand, the tenant pays a thousand bucks. Uh, you can't take that thousand bucks and, 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 and buy more of that same house with it. But if you can buy another house with it, yeah. you're using the tenant's money to get rich yep. uh, or to get richer. Yep. And with, with, with investments you can, in stocks, you can do the same thing. When you get the quarterly dividend, um, you can reinvest that dividend into buying more shares. Just now, that way you simply own more shares of the company, which means your dividend actually increases the next time. Because the dividend is just your, your proper distribution of the profits. 
Now, with this company specifically that I told you about, um, uh, that I invested in, they are actually a dividend aristocrat, which is a part of 52 companies that actually grow their dividends every year without fail for over 25 consecutive years. There are only 52 companies that have been able to wow. do that. And it means a lot about the company. They can grow through anything, any financial environment. The Fed raises rates, lowers rates, the Great Recession of 2008, et cetera, and they're able to grow. And that shows a lot about the underlying business. Um, if you go to the Wealth Research Group site, if you look at the top menu, there's, there's a special reports tab. And that's like a gloss, uh, uh, an aggregate library of, of reports that I've accumulated over the years that yep. get, uh, readers can uh, or listeners can have a like the archives. Meeting. Yeah, and, and but on the side of it, on the left side, you'll see it's where it says uh, wealth stocks, and that's um, uh, I, I wrote like six reports on, on companies that are within this dividend aristocrat group. So you can take a look at what sort of companies they are. Um, I'm personally. Uh, right now, as we're doing this, obviously the, the markets are are uh, going through a, a, a very time. Yeah, a turbulent time. But but on the flip side, if you were uh, already ready to buy some companies, but they were too expensive, this is a great time to look into those companies again because uh, their price has gone down while their dividend nothing has happened to it, or it even increased. Um, and the underlying business, nothing has happened to it. Yeah. Uh, there are many companies, you know, Intel doesn't sell, doesn't uh, go into less computers in the last three weeks because of what's going on. I'm not saying buy Intel, but I'm just, I'm yeah. giving you an idea that people, you know, wake up in the morning, they go and buy uh, uh, toilet paper from Kimberly Clark. Kimberly Clark's uh, uh, still pumping, but there's yes, exactly. Out. Yeah. So uh, opportunity opportunity is around right now in, in, in many in many markets at the moment. It, I'd, it's well, Buffett says it. You know, be fearful when people are greedy, and be greedy when people are fearful. And at the moment, uh, I'm not suggesting that we found the bottom in any market right now. I don't typically pick bottoms. If we've got a good strong trend, I can definitely call areas of retracement that I believe in. Um, but at the moment, especially in crypto markets right now, there is no there's nothing there really to talk about beyond the fact that we're in a strong downtrend and that's you know there is some signs but until we see some you know bigger signs i'm i'm very very careful as to what's going on in that space as well so leo may look where would people find out more tell, tell us how they can get more access to what you do mate um best thing is to go to to wealthresearchgroup.com the main uh homepage you'll see uh where you can sign up for the newsletter uh, uh that's where i release the uh the highest priority, top quality information. Um, it doesn't even go on the website. So it's, it's just straight unique to, to the newsletter. Yeah, it's straight to the newsletter. Um, if, if you're looking to even get more information, uh, like more data and PDF reports and everything we do, go to the special reports tab and you can download any of them. Wh whatever you download, the email that you receive in the bottom of it, Oh, I've lost you. <laughs> oh, I've lost your sound, mate. You know, Craig, when, when I started, what happened is uh, when I started Wealth Research it was three years ago, it was just my way of transmitting what I am doing personally and what I am uh, analyzing and researching, what I feel about the markets. 
to the reader. And it, 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 the reason is for the same reason you're doing it. It's for education and sharing a passion for, um, for, for educating the public because it's, it's just so rotten. The yeah, other, the, I know the, the, the current system is not really uh, working for our age group either. And the younger generation as well are getting tired of it. So there's new opportunities, new people to teach them. And we've got to play our part. We've been there for a long time for our age. Um, we have a lot more experience than most people that are our, at our age, but we've got experience with our own money. That's the thing. It's, it's not playing with, you know, I'm not sitting at a trading desk for Goldman or for Fidelity or for anyone else for that matter. It's, it's been my money. It's been me doing it. It's been me taking those lessons on board. And I can't think of anything. Like for me, it's difficult to, to take people's money on to trade. I, I prefer to not do that at all um, because, you know, there are drawdowns. There are periods where you have to go through times. And uh, I'm cool with that because we've been through it a lot of times. So, mate, people should definitely jump on that um, the, your reports and, uh, and get going on that and find you out know, what, what there is to find out. Just to let you know another thing, because you touched on a very important point. Uh, if we have another 30 seconds or so. Yeah. Um, in, in Wall Street and, and just in general, institutional um, hedge funds and, and everyone else that manages your money, it's very hard for them to tell clients that they're sitting on cash. And so usually um, yeah. with, with um, funds, they have about 5% investing in cash or 10% at the most um, invested in cash. But as an individual, uh, you know, usually I sit on about 20 to 25% of the portfolio in cash. So that's four times more than what the industry's um, uh, norm or standard is. But We're if much you look, more versatile, hey? Yeah, I, I, because we don't have to answer to clients that are saying, hey, what are you doing with my money? What are you doing with yep. my money, uh, et cetera? Because I think cash is a position. Mm. When, when uh, the S&P 500 goes down 15% in a month and a half and your cash uh, did, let's say, minus 0.7 because of uh, inflation. You're up. You're, not only are you up, but you're able to exploit yep. 15% that. So... Uh, cash is an important position and you can just look at Warren Buffett who's, who's telling you, he's guiding you, he's telling you, I'll never hold less than 25 billion in cash at, at Berkshire. They have a, over a hundred billion right now in cash wow. and over a hundred billion, which is uh, if you look at the market cap, that's an, an enormous amount yep. of cash. Um, and this is just to tell also uh, the, the listeners, there's a lot of cash on the sidelines with very smart people. Mm. And uh, a lot of people are talking about uh, an 80 to 90% drop in, in the general markets. Just remember that we're not at a liquidity event like we had in 2008. There's right. so much cash out there, but they're just not buying because uh, they they're don't waiting have for a better price. <laughs> yes, they are. And they're waiting for a better price. But, you know, people are expecting something like we had in 2008, that was forced liquidation. People had to sell because of margin calls. Uh, there's a lot of margin uh, right now, but definitely not what we had in 2008. So don't wait for uh, a 70 to 80% drop because it may never happen uh, in, in our lifetimes. Who knows, right? It, it, it's just not uh, that normal. 2008 was very abnormal. Yep. And you really need to, and crypto has made people think that, hey, 80% drops are, are, you know, are, you know, an, an everyday occurrence. So just remember that because uh, to, to find something that's 20% off um, or 30% off or 50% off, that is an, an amazing 
um, uh, scenario. It doesn't mean it's a buying opportunity, but no, it means that's right. Take a it's, closer look. You have uh, to have a close look because what, what you don't want to do, people say, oh, well, the one that's fallen the most can go back up the most. That's the crypto brain and people saying that it's, it's yeah. not true at all. There's a reason companies fail. Um, sure. but Leo, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, mate. I really appreciate your time. I look forward to being on your show coming up. Exactly. And, uh, don't forget to go to wealthresearchgroup.com, Leanne Gantz. It's been an absolute pleasure. The founder and editor of Wealth Research Group. I had the words around the wrong way. Thank you so much for your time. I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Craig.